have you been up to in order to keep sane? Um, yeah, it's quite a long list, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did a, did a, bit, a lot of cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, like MasterChef type cooking? Uh, well, I'm trying. Uh-huh, trying. Uh-huh. Um, training in the, in the mornings. Uh, homeworks. Um, homeschooling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, Are you the teacher and, uh, or are you the principal? Well, I think I'm the principal. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think my wife does a better job, to be honest. With the teaching. Which subject is it that is really getting to you? Um, it just, it's kind of like everything. Because I, I always look back to how we've been like um, the school that I went to and, and how we've been taught. It's different to how these kids have been taught these days. I mean, mm. the homeworks that they, they get and stuff like that. It was just like, so obviously now it's common sense because you're older, so you can make out certain things yeah. quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it is definitely different to how we've been brought up. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if other people, but certainly me. Yeah. I was chatting to a good friend of mine the other day and she was also talking about the homeschooling, but she was saying, can this COVID-19 expose us as parents the way it has? Because she says, sometimes she's looking and she's got high school kids, you know? And she's yeah. just like, I have no idea what's going on here. And she says she doesn't want to appear like she doesn't know, you know, but she really doesn't know. <laughs> you know that's true. It, it, it is kind of like uh, uh, some of the things that they, they do, you like, they should be doing them. Because I've got my, my daughter's grade two now. So mm-hmm. You think that maybe a grade four, grade five should be doing it. But obviously, this is how it is. And this is how things are at the moment, so we're going to have to get used to it. Mm. Mandla, you talk about how different things were when you were growing up and the school you went to. Please share a little bit about your childhood. Where where did you spend most of your days and what school did you attend? Um, um, I've been to um, uh, Palabora. Uh, that's where I started, in Lulekani. Uh, the, the, the name of the school was Lulekani Primary School. Mm-hmm. And then I graduated to Katoko High School in Lulekani. And then I left and then I came to Pretoria. I I spent time at Yesteres, uh Prosperities uh, High School. And then that's, and then obviously after that, then I just, obviously cricket was my, took most of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started playing professional cricket in 2003. Was this always the plan? Was cricket always a part of this master plan? No, no. To be honest with you, uh, Romy, uh, yeah, I guess God had a master plan for me, but um, the only thing that I needed to do basically was just to work hard and, and stay focused, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my early age, I was a very average footballer. Um, I've, I've oh. got provincial colours as a goalkeeper. Um, and then then I played, what happened? No, listen, Limpopo is far away from... Uh, where the, the honey is, which is Gauteng. Mm. Um, so you wouldn't get recognized at, at that, in those days, that side. Um, there weren't a lot of uh, scouts uh, moving around to the north. So, you know, I did my bit. I played. I enjoyed it. I was good at doing it. And I mean, I made provi- provincial colors on the 17th Limpopo team. We went to we went to Devon, if I remember. And I actually played against guys like Nikolia. Uh, they were playing for the for the Gauteng team as well, so mm-hmm. which was nice. It was a nice exposure, and then after that, I just obviously take take took up uh, cricket uh, as my sport. Yeah, who found you? Did cricket find you, or did you find cricket? I think cricket found me, to be honest with you, um, because it was something that I was not exposed to. I only started playing the game at the age of fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was introduced to it earlier when I was about in primary school, but it was. It was Baker's Mini Cricket, but I played Baker's Mini Cricket until I was 14, and then Hardball Cricket when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then I fell in love with the game, and you know the rest is history. I just made team after team. Uh, I think I just had that natural ability to 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 bowl fast at uh-huh. the time. Uh-huh. Um, there was no there was no knowledge whatsoever or experience whatsoever. I just I just had to do what I, I had to do at the time. And then obviously people just saw potential and they just started speaking to me and giving me some some background on how to play the game. And mm, mm. I remember there was a guy called uh, um, Gus Toyana. Uh, <laughs> coincidentally, his son is my assistant coach at the moment, <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Toyana. Mm-hmm. His father was probably played a massive role in, in, in cricket in, in, in Palabora and 
and in me as a human being. And mm. obviously, from then onwards, there was a lot of guys that I feel that I played with in Palabura that I could have made it. Uh, obviously, they chose uh, other roads. They went to school and, and they, they studied further. Um, uh, Ethan Balati and myself decided to take the cricket side of things. And then we came back, we came to Pretoria and, and made a success of it. Mm, mm. Do you believe in taught talent uh, as opposed to raw talent? Um, I think there's a there's a there's a space for for both. To be honest with you, um, I think I think uh, you do get a lot of people that have got it um, um, at birth from birth. You know, um, then you get people that they fall in love with the game and get taught the game. And I mm. think I was probably one of those. Um, I wouldn't have known if I was probably introduced to the game a bit earlier how things would have turned out. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I also I am very much appreciative of the fact that I was introduced. Uh, to the game at the time that I was introduced to. Mm. Um, and then obviously things worked out to, to where I am today. Uh, but you just never know if things had happened earlier, things could have been different, or I probably would have stopped playing the game because I probably would have been, you know, uh, burned out by, by, by this time. Yeah, yeah true, yeah. So true. You, just, you just never know. You just have to appreciate what, what life gives you at what, whatever time and just make the most out of it. Yeah. You spoke about falling in love. Do you remember the moment you fell in love with your wife? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm asking you this because I want you to paint me a picture of you falling in love with cricket. When was that moment? Because, like you said, you weren't exposed to it, and then you play the sport, and there's a talent for it, there's a knack for it, and people see that you have it. And then, when does I guess you know the, the love and the passion, this collision, uh, I guess that you call love, wh- uh, when does that happen f- for you, you and cricket? <laughs> okay. You can share so for you, you and your wife too. <laughs> yeah, she is listening, so I might be in trouble. Um, but I, I, I see things kind of differently because uh, I believe that love is flatlined. Mm. So what happens? It's 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 quite it's it's, it's fixed the way it is. Um, and then what happens is you 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 hit the line, you go above the line, and you go back down. You hit the line again and go mm. under the line, mm. and then. So it goes. So it's almost like a roller coaster type, type of effect. Yeah. But once that's happening all the time, is that you meet uh, that element of love all the time, mm-hmm. and then you go out of it, or you go out of it in terms of um, over it, and you go out of it and you go under it, and then you come back up again. Then you meet it. Mm-hmm. So the fact of the matter is, the love is always there. I like that. Once you find it, it's always there for you. Mm-hmm. You just have to always constantly fight to find it. Uh, sometimes you just do you do go overboard, yeah. and sometimes you do you do go under. But you, you just have to constantly want to to to, to hit the line. Yeah, I like and then that. Maybe get that straight line going for longer. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So who bowled who over? I think she bowled me over <laughs> because uh, yeah, I stalked her for like three years before I actually said a word to her. Uh-huh. She didn't know. She doesn't know this, but now she knows. <laughs> 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 That's, re- that's really sweet. So, Cricket, you said it wasn't really the plan, but this is where you are now. I mean, you're on a mission to dominate SA domestic cricket. Do you have, like, a book where you are ticking all the boxes of how differently you want to do things, or are you going to keep it pretty much the same? Yeah, I mean, there's um, there's certain uh, elements in the game that don't change, um, i.e., our guys play the game in terms of uh, bowling the ball to the keeper or, or defending the ball or hitting mm. the ball. Um, so the, those things, we just make sure that we solidify and, 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 and emphasize a bit more in terms of basics. So we need to look after those things. And then there's, there's a mental side of it. And I think that's where that's where um, the men are separated from the boys. Um, um, and, and I think that will be where probably I'll focus, I'll put my focus on uh, with the boys and and make sure that I change their perspective a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the questions that you ask is, are you satisfied with where you are in terms of the game or in terms of us as a team? We've done well. We've done pretty well. Is this now the be-all end-all for us? Or is, is, there, is there a gap that we can um, utilize for us to be great, mm. uh, to be a, a, a big force in South African cricket? And then once we identify the gap, and that's where we... We, we, we hone in uh, and make sure that we put in everything in terms of forces 
to make sure that we get to that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is cricket still black and white or can we finally watch cricket in colour? I think cricket is never... <laughs> it was never black and white. I think the people that were watching it were black and white uh, in terms of their mindset. Um, not all the people, but cricket in, in general is very inclusive in, in, in its way. So I think if you want to look at how... A person's perspective is that's where you should start questioning rather than cricket in, in, in itself. I think cricket in itself is very inclusive. Whether you've got talent, when you've got the talent, you, you, you just need the opportunity to go and showcase it. Mm. Uh, but what happens after that or out of that, that's where the problem lies. Um, and that's, that's, that's where we need to deal with the problem rather than dealing with the game. The game mm. has got nothing to do with everything else that comes outside of it. You think so? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to think of, of cricket. We always talk about cricket and then the next word is transformation. Or, or the next word might be choke and then the next word might be transformation. <laughs> but if I, if I take a look at cricket, you know, if I read stories, that is pretty much how, how you see it. There's always a black, a white in terms of race and color. And it always seems like you've got to overly prove yourself regardless I guess today are of the color that you are, but do you feel that pressure on yourself as a person of color? Yeah, to be honest with you, there was a time where I felt I had, I had to do a lot more than what I expected of myself to make sure that I fit in with uh, what's required uh, within the game. Um, and and to be honest with you, that's how should, uh, that's how everybody should should look at life. Uh, but uh, for some reason. Uh, then you can go back and ask and say, listen, is it the fact that I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm black or I'm white? Why am I thinking like this? Or is it just the right thing or the right way to think? Mm. Um, but um, unfortunately, uh, because of our history, uh, we fall into other holes in our lives that dictate, which are dictated based on, the, on our color of skin. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, I remember certain instances where I could have just looked at things from that point of view and I chose not to because um, I assumed my responsibility as a cricketer at the time, uh, whether I'm white or, or black, no, no, no. The, the question is, what is your responsibility um, with the opportunity that you've been given? Mm. And then and then you do what's needed of you to do. And yeah. then I think that's what helped me individually to get through um, all of these noises that come from outside or external mm-hmm. noises that mm. obviously can come and divide teams and stuff like that. And yeah, you know, you might have witnessed some certain certain things and certain attitudes from people that might suggest that people are marginalizing. But that's not the real issue. The real issue is how you react to it and how you take it as a human being. Mm-hmm. Coach, I'm going to take a very quick break. And when we come back, I want to hear from you how it is that you drown out the noises. Also to our listeners, if it is that you want to ask uh, our Titans coach a question, you're more than welcome to do so on 60 
The Minister of Employment and Labour, Mr Tulas Ngaisi, calls on employers to ensure that workplaces are fully compliant with COVID-19 occupational health and safety regulations. At least one-third of the workforce in specified industries is expected to return to work as part of Level 4 nationwide lockdown. The Minister says employers must conduct a risk assessment of their workplaces and have a clear plan in place that covers the following. One, the screening of workers for COVID-19 symptoms upon reporting for duty. Two, employers must ensure that workers with COVID-19 symptoms must not be at work and should receive the necessary medical attention. Three, workplaces must be arranged to ensure a minimum of 1.5 metres between workers. Four, workers must be supplied with free appropriate personal protective equipment or PPE, most importantly face masks. Five, social distancing must be implemented in all common areas of the workplace, such as meeting rooms and canteens, retail shops and other workplaces. Fifteen fifty-three. It is right here on the touchline with me, Romy Titus. If it is that you've just tuned in, a warm welcome to you as uh, we're in conversation with Mandla Mashimbi, Titans coach. If you'd like to ask him a question, please do go ahead. Reach out on our WhatsApp number. Send through your voice notes on zero six zero five eight four double two five zero, or simply give me a buzz oh eight nine double one zero two thousand. Timmy Timaranda, content producer extraordinaire, is standing by to take your calls and to put you live on the air. So we're going to go back to our chat, but also just amazing to hear, you know, how it is that Cricket found Mandla. He didn't find Cricket, he says. Cricket found him and he remembers. I think he gives a really great analogy in terms of love, you know. And um, it reminds me, well, what is that machine? You know, when you're in a hospital and it goes, deet, deet, deet. You just don't want it to flatline and go, deet. So you've got to keep the love alive. And I guess he does that <laughs> on the home front as well as in cricket. Going straight now to your voice notes. Uh, and uh, thank you to everybody who has sent uh, a voice note through. Good evening, Romy. Good evening, Mr. Mandla um, You know, I, I like uh, watching you today because I'm a huge cricket fan. You know, you talked about transformation, which is a very touching issue for us today. You know, Romy, coming from a past that you know, black people, uh, you know, a chance. When I say black, I mean colored Indians, uh, you know, <coughs> and Africans, you know. Mm-hmm. That gave everything a personal chance. And when it came into democracy, it up from Africa into the border system of domestic cricket at, and at the national level, where they say that in a certain level, there must be six players of color, whether you are black, colored, or whatever, African. So what I disagree Mm-hmm. This is a big issue, and I think Graham Smith will talk on because he said that he doesn't believe players must be picked because of color. He believes players must, must be picked because of merit. Now, this issue of saying players you must pick six players of color, I totally disagree. Because let's make an example: the Cape Cod Rams last year, they were, um, I think, they were arguing um, Cricket South Africa because uh, a complaint was launched to Cricket South Africa that the Cobras missed the order system, the target, which is six players of color in the starting level. And the Cape Cobras head coach, Ashley argued that why must I keep on this order system when I, I pick the best players? That's what he said. He said uh, players that do Chilinda are coming back to the, from the national setup, they're coming back to the, uh, to the Cobras, so must they not pick them? Must they allow this target system to be paid? So this is a very controversial issue to me. Listen, Robbie, I'm not saying Cricket South Africa must not must not work in transformation or must not uh, uh, you know give players of color. It's fine. Cricket South Africa must do everything in their power to make sure that development of black players, especially in the townships and in the villages, you know, um, is, is accelerated. Then it will come naturally to these, uh, to the national team and to the franchise team. There's no need to put good system. Because at the end of the day, you know, our players, are, uh, 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 they say it, it is a quota player. No, that's a quota player of black players. He was picked because of the style of the skill, not because of the merit, not because he worked hard for his position. Even Temple Bavuma, the issue of race came out when he was dropped from the national team. I want to get uh, Manza Mashimbi's thoughts on this issue. This is not about transformation of what happened. All I'm saying is that mm-hmm. I want to pick because of merit, because of color, not because of color. Manza, I'd like to get 
Oh, Libra, Libra. He's, he's gone straight for the jugular there, Mandla. I mean, he said a lot, but I, I, what, do you, what do you make of it? Uh, Romy, I'm just laughing because he asked me a question and then he gave the answer <laughs> at the same time. Um, Romy, it, it is quite a touchy issue. And, and let's be honest, because of where we come from as a country and when we, where we find ourselves, at the moment, um, one needs to be careful in, in, in addressing uh, issues of transformation. Um, firstly, I would like to say that personally, uh, one needs to understand what, 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 what do we actually mean when we talk about transformation uh, in sports and, uh, uh, as a whole in South Africa. What mm-hmm. is it that we, we actually want to transform? Is it the fact that we want to transform the numbers uh, in terms of what people see? in terms of the people that we have uh, on the field, or we want to transform the people holistically. Uh, and that's, for me, that is a true transformation. And then the thing is, um, one needs to understand that transformation is not, uh, it's not an event. It's an ongoing process. Um, so if you are willing to go into that, just know that it shouldn't stop. It should be a continuous process uh, that's going to even change the people that think they don't, they don't have to change. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's black people or Indian, whatever the case might be, there's there's an element that in any, in everybody that needs to change or ne- needs to transform. Uh, maybe it might be from an understanding point of view. It might be from an opportunity point, on, point of view. Um, but something has to change from everybody. Uh, and I think, I think maybe we got it wrong a little bit when we spoke about transformation at first because then we were just focusing on the numbers mm-hmm. uh, but we didn't focus on, 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 on the person holistically and the person I'm not directing it only to black people uh, white people also needed to change they needed to transform in some way or, 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 or in some way uh, colored people had to transform in some way mm-hmm. but the transformation is not to, to, to prove that things are done wrong or right whatever the case might be the transformation is that we have uh, good people uh, in in a cricketing fraternity yeah. for the better good of the game. That's what transformation should be focused on. But at the moment, I just feel like uh, it, it's a numbers game. So we don't care uh, in terms of how the person is holistically. We just want to make sure that we have a certain number of black players there, a certain number of colored players, a certain number of Indians, and then yeah, and then on we go. And then, but what you don't understand is that's when it comes back to his point where. When the when the name quote of culture is mentioned, it's almost like it's directly directed to me because now I'm there because of that, not mm-hmm. because I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. And also, it's demeaning for me as a as a player that to know that I'm in the team because of that. Um, if 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 we if you want to look at it from a deeper po- uh, point of view, uh, Romy, you also need to look at the fact that the demographics of South Africa suggest so. So. In terms of where the go- game is going, where do you want the game to get to? Um, is it is it um, um, applicable for 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 the status quo to stay the same in terms of where we want to go? Um, and then if you look at it, it probably isn't uh, the case because then cricket will die somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you got to look after the demographics of, of 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 your country and then try and expose it to as many people as possible and get people as many people as as possible involved in the game to make sure that they actually carry the button forward and look after the game. Um, and I think that's where the thinking is from initially. Mm. But I just think maybe the approach was a bit... Um, Skewed. Um, uh, yes. Mm. Um, you you, 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 you want to look at people holistically because uh, you get people that are coming from different backgrounds, uh, dif- different upbringings. Uh, they understand things differently. And then you come into a space where things have been done a certain way for... For, 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 for how many forever. years? Forever. <laughs> yeah. And then you come into that space. Now you can't be yourself. Now you have to conform to how things are done here. But now that, that, that transformation that needed to take place from that point of view didn't take place. Now all of a sudden you, start, you end up stepping on people's toes. You end up speaking a certain way. And then you don't understand this is how I should speak or whatever the case might be. Mm. And then you end up stepping on people's toes and then... You, but you look, you're going to step on right. people's toes either way, right? Because is there a correct way of doing transformation? Because at the end of the day, Libra makes a good point there. People have talent, right? Regardless of color now. Um, 
and if it is that you just chose, let's say, a black team only, there'd be upcry. There, there'd be uh, you know uh, cries of why only a, a black team, and then why did you leave out the white players? Where the Indian players? Where the coloured players? You know. So, would you say perhaps we need to relook transformation instead of saying six players of colour per team um, needs to be in here, as opposed to? I don't know. I don't know if we're even ready for just, you are great at what you do. We need you. There's always going to be someone unhappy along the way. But we've got to take the history of our country into consideration. Take a look at where cricket was and where we are today. Yeah, no, that's spot on. But uh, you see, you've made a good point there by saying that you do certain things a certain way. You'll get people that um, think differently to what you're doing. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's a transformation that needs to take place. That's, it, it, maybe it starts with them mm. in terms of how they look at things, um, in terms of the South African cricket uh, outlook, and, 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 and why. why. When is it the right thing to do when you do certain things, yeah. if people are going to think differently? So it means, holistically, we're not transformed as, 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 as people in cricket because we're still biased in terms of how we, we look at things. Mm. So, so because now I'm black, I'm going to obviously... Uh, uh, I look at things from a black kind of like point of view first and then and then now and then obviously and then run my things and that's not how we should be mm. a totally transformed human being or or sport whatever the case might be shouldn't be look at looking at things in that point of view they should be looking at things in terms of who's the right person are they good enough are they able to win games for us are they you know those type of questions that need to be asked yeah. but in South Africa at the moment because the transformation hasn't been as effective as I would like it to be from a from a holistic point of view, we're not there yet. Mm. And we still have a long way to go because, the, because of the biasness. Um, and now the funny thing is the biasness comes from everybody. Everybody wants to look after their own. Mm. And that's where the problem comes. And that's what tells me the transformation hasn't done much in terms of that. But in terms of numbers, in terms of guys like me coming up and playing, um, when I played, there was only two black players um, allowed to play. I was competing with colored Indian and 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 and, and also black players yeah. when I played, and I had to work damn hard to get to that point. Mm. So then it wouldn't be wrong for you, right? If it is at where you come from and the struggles you've endured to be where you are today, to play the sport that you love. Isn't it only natural for you to come from a place as a black person where you would want to look after your own? No, no, no. It's 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 fine. There's there's a difference between looking after your own and developing your own. Mm-hmm. So when you look after your own, what are you looking after? Because of the, 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 the because of the color of their skin, or because they're good enough? So get to a point where you develop your own and make them very good. Mm-hmm. By that, by doing that, then you're looking after your own. Mm-hmm. But not just because they're black. Mm-hmm. Not because they're black. Mm-hmm. It, it shouldn't be like that. We should be. You know, he spoke about uh, coaches. Yes, what it does for me as a coach, I need to work extra hard with everybody in the team. Yeah, I need to make everybody good, irrespective of their race. And then I have a good team. Mm. Mm. I, you know, there's this notion now that if I sign, I need to sign very good players. Yes, I need to sign good players, but I need to make them even better. Good point. That's my challenge as a coach. We've got I more listeners, coach, who want to ask you a question. Let's go to Cape Town, where Colin is holding on. You're live on the air, Colin. A warm welcome. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon to your guest. <clears throat> Hi. This, this, this is um, a touchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now my cell phone had to ring. Murphy's Law there as we uh, leave Colin and actually quickly go to Hello? Moses. He's out in Limpopo. Moses, you're live on the air. I'm very much live here. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Um, how are you, Mr. Manda? I'm fine with yourself. Good, man. Yeah, I need to ask, uh, was somebody broke if there is? Did you miss on the way that almost made you quit the sport? And my second question is, uh, did you dream of coaching the Proteus one day? And uh, if not, who do you think can take us uh, to Greener Pastures? This is Moses of Kamukwakwaina. I'll listen on the radio. Thank you so much there, too, Moses. Did you get that one, coach? Um, I got the second one. What was the first one again, please? Uh, first one, ah, and I scribbled it down. Yeah, I can't read my own writing. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy will get him back. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. You can answer the second. Uh, all right. Yeah, no, no, no. Listen, um, 
I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I don't have any aspirations to 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 to, to go uh, for higher positions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ultimately, I do understand that um, I'm just different as a coach. I understand my kind of like flow as a, as a human being. Things do take time to to come together. Um, uh, but yeah, it's definitely one thing that I, I would like to do in the, in the, in, the, in the future. Uh, and coach the proteas and 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 make sure that uh, you know we we win World Cups and and and, and you know and test series and stuff like that. Uh, but you know, uh, in saying that, though, I also one needs to also understand that there's there's a process that needs to take place in me for me to get to that point, and I understand that fully, and I understand the the responsibility that lies ahead. Um, uh, that I need to look after for me to get to that point. Mm. Uh, Moses actually asked you, quitting, did you ever want to quit along the way? Uh, quit coaching or playing? Pl- quit playing. Uh, no, um, I think I was just in such a buzz when I used to be a player. I'm, I'm, I'm a passionate person by nature, so when I do something, my wife calls me, I'm, I'm, I've got an addictive nature. Mm. <laughs> when I get into something, um, I actually give it my all. And, and I don't think I, there was a point in my life uh, where I, di- I wanted to, 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 to stop um, playing uh, until when I actually stopped playing because uh, my knees started speaking Swahili. Um, you know, I've been putting a lot of strain on them for for probably a period of six years mm. where I played... Uh, domestic cricket and then I flew over to England for six years in a row and then obviously uh, the body just decided no listen uh, we've had enough now mm. and then I just had to to call it quits I still miss playing because uh, I feel personally I could have still grown as a player and and and, and become uh, something in, in, in South African cricket uh, but obviously it wasn't to be. But I've got an opportunity now to to make a difference in in in, in a different way, um, and that's my love now. You know, and the one thing that I do is I love working with people. I love people in general. Mm-hmm. So. That's what my addiction is at the moment. Mm -hmm. We're going to a very quick break. And when we come back, Coach, we talk about your highest highs and your lowest lows in cricket. Ten minutes after four o'clock, you're on the touchline with me, Romy Titus, all the way through uh, till 6 p.m. this evening. A big thank you. I see there's a lot of action uh, on our WhatsApp number as well with lots of questions. We'll try and get through all of them. We are tapering down, however. Hopefully, Colin has finished off his conversation um, on the phone and he's back on the line. Uh, You can go ahead and ask your question, Colin. Colin? Hello, Colin. Hello there. Yeah, you're live on the air. Go ahead. (laughs) I had to put a cell phone off me. <laughs> um, uh, I want to know the captaincies. Mm-hmm. Our captains in, in our cricket, domestic cricket, it seems like it's very easy for them to get used to the players around the country. I'm talking about all our, like, uh, Cobras and everybody, when they play each other. But what I picked up, when they played the Zanji Super League, they had foreign players in there. And you know, those very same captains that captained the domestic teams, they had actually no clue how to go about it because they haven't seen us foreign players. So I was wondering if the experience wasn't there. You see, 
if I'm a captain of, 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 of Cobras and I go and play up north, Durban, wherever, I get used to those players. I, I, I know how to set my field and that, you know? Now, you take uh, a Tembo, a Tembo. I think he played for Jody uh, Stars or something like that. Yeah, I watched the he had, he had actually no clue of how to play uh, against those foreign batsmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you got a problem with that? Now, at Faf, it's played overseas, against overseas players. He seems to have, uh, he was able to read them much, much better than all our local captains. I'll uh, just, um, I don't know if I'm right, but that's... that's yeah, well, I, uh, I guess that's your opinion and your insight, and we'll definitely get Mandla's reaction on that, Colin. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> Colin, um, yeah, it's it's quite a difficult one to be honest with you because you know, then you're gonna have to do um, some an- analysis on on players um, uh, like quickly, especially the guys that are from outside. Uh, but as for 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 for, for local players, mm-hmm. I can tell you now, I was part of the uh, Spartans as well. Um, it's, it's actually not a. I think it's not a. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a factor of of analysis. It's probably an execution thing. If if I if I'm, I'm not obviously I don't want to protect anybody, but I know that it cannot be that difficult where those teams are mixed with players from other domestic teams, mm-hmm. uh, and of which you're playing against the players that you probably play with in other provinces. So in terms of uh, analyzing those players, it shouldn't be a problem because they know each other as well. Mm. And maybe, if anything, I would I would maybe say that maybe the execution part of it was probably the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. But isn't I don't want to say Mzansi Super League isn't serious. I mean, it is a lot of fun. It is serious cricket at the end of the day. But if it is that a captain steps up, coach, would you say also good for, for, for younger blood to come in and obviously uh, to, to gain that experience in that role? Of course, yeah, it is. And remember, you you need to look after the character, look out for the character of the captain as well. Uh, everybody has a cricketing brain. Everybody has some sort of intelligence in terms of how they approach the game, and everybody has their own way of doing things. But you also need to look at other factors that makes you makes you a great captain. Uh, like, for instance, your people skills. How you relate to your teammates? Mm. Uh, do they warm up to you? Are they willing to? to run through a wall for you and stuff like that. So you look at those type of characters in your team and make sure that you make them captains. They might not be the best strategically, but, you know, they have people around them that will help them in that in that front. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely something to look into. You'll find the answer. We've done the same thing with Graham Smith. We've given him the responsibility of, of being uh, the protest captain at a young age because he had certain qualities that fitted what they were looking for yeah. at the time. And yeah. it, 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 it worked out uh, very good for South African cricket. Mm, worthwhile to nurture and give him the, uh, give him the platform to, to learn and grow. Coach, if you take a look back at the season, what what do you see? What comes to mind immediately? Consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, we went as consistent as we would have liked it, like to be as a team. Um, we played some good cricket, um, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't. I remember only one game where we played really, really poor cricket. But uh, overall, I thought we, we were really good, but we were just not consistent enough. Uh, we didn't uh, put in the numbers uh, in those times where they were needed for us to actually clinch the game. So whenever we, when it mattered, we, we just didn't pull as a team. And, and that, that was the, uh, the, 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 the thing that uh, proved to be uh, bad for us uh, last season. Mm-hmm. I've also noted that some of the players that you have added, you worked with uh, at uh, the under-19s. Was that part of your criteria, which you used to recruit? No, no. <laughs> No, um, <laughs> no. It's, 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 in terms of recruitment, it's quite. Uh, it's it's uh, especially because of the time that it happened in. Uh, remember, everybody's contract um, uh, last season or end of last season was coming to an end, so everybody was starting afresh. Yeah. Uh, it's not like yeah, you've got a two-year contract now, so we still keep you. No, no, no. Everybody had uh, um, an opportunity to choose where they want to go, mm-hmm. and I think that's what happened with most provinces and they, they, they saw it as a window where they can say okay I want to play in Joburg so I don't have anything tying, up, tying me up anymore so I'll go 
you know. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was kind of tough. Luckily, at the Titans, we've got a good thing going. We've got a good um, culture going. And, and when people play against us, they they see um, uh, what we're about in terms of how we play the game. And hopefully that helps us attract players to want to come here. Mm. Uh, there was a time I was sitting on my table. I had so many players that would like to come, but I couldn't take all of them, you know. Um, uh, because I still believed in, 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 in the core of the squad that we have at the Titans. Yeah. Um, and then we just had to obviously identify areas where we felt we needed uh, beefing up. And um, and that's how um, we went about things in terms of our criteria. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that we, we looked at was the character of the, of, the, of the players that we're looking for. We were looking for good people because I... Me and my associates and my and my assistant, we believe in people uh, that people, good people, make good cricketers, mm. um, and they're easy to coach. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, one can argue that maybe good people are easy to dictate, but that's not how we do things at the Titans. Mm. Um, we 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 help people build their own confidence. Um, and and then go out and, and become a force in South African cricket, and that's that's what we we looked at in terms of our, our criteria. That's nice. I like that. It's very different. Good people at the very core of who you are, and with these good people who are really talented that you do have, what is your ambition with your team? Greatness. Um, we we want to achieve something that we actually have not even imagined as a team. Uh, we 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 want to win everything that's there or that's an offer in South African cricket. Um, you know, but for us to do that, we obviously need to buy into certain processes, uh, certain uh, things that uh, will help us get to that point. Mm-hmm. And obviously one of them is being better people. You know, um, uh, we, 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 we've got no, we don't compromise when it comes to that. Um, uh, as people in the past also, you know, in terms of how they are, they've also worked themselves out of the system because obviously they weren't fitting in in terms of their character. But um, I'm hopeful that most of the guys that we have uh, at the moment uh, will fit in uh, beautifully uh, in re- with regards to that. And hopefully, um, you know, we, we catch fire sooner than later and then, and then guys can really see the fruits of what they're putting into the team. Yeah. W- were you given a mandate at all to say this is what you need to achieve now that you're the coach? No, not really. Um, do you uh, do you think I, I need a mandate to, to 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 be given to when I'm coaching the Titans? I think it's already there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a it's a successful um, uh, franchise. It's a success story, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you know you just have to to make sure that you you bring in the trophies as much as you can. And I think that's a clear mandate. And and I, I'm not gonna. Uh, city and think that no, it's a transition period. We need to. We've got new players. We need starting new. No, no, no. We we here to win. That's the ultimate goal. Mm. And then the other thing is we can we can fit in as as, as time goes on mm-hmm. and make sure that when the time is right. Uh, for us to actually swallow everything that's on on offer, we do that. Yeah. I wanted your highs and your lows. The breaks are coming in quick and fast. We're definitely getting the highs and the lows. So you get to think about it while I take a break.
1622 it is right here on the touchline. You're listening to Radio 2000, 97.2 to 100 FM nationwide. We are in conversation with Mandla Mashimbi, Titans coach, just sharing some of the highs and the lows. Uh, transformation, a big one. I guess it's still a word which, you know, goes together with cricket like they're identical twins. But coach, we asked you about your highs and your lows. Let's start with the low. What was the lowest of the lows uh, if you take a look back at cricket? Uh, for me personally, Romy, or just... Um, yeah, just for you, personally, time. personally. Um, sure. Um, not too many, but a couple. Uh, but I will just mention one. I mm-hmm. think I think when I came to a point where I felt uh, I couldn't anymore, um, I, where I had to stop playing, I think that probably was one of my lows in the game. Um, and, um, yeah, and my, my biggest low, I think when I was still coming up as a cricketer, uh, I'd moved to uh, Pulukwane, then called uh, to still uh, P- uh, Petersburg. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I spent six months. Uh, me and and, and other uh, mates of mine who played cricket as well. We were staying in a in a change room for for six months. Um, yeah, so that's probably um, you know. And again, it was because of the love of the game and not and not being in a position to tell my parents that I'm staying in a change room. Wow. Uh, because they were going to call me back and mm. say, no, this is not for you. Uh, I kept that secret. My, actually, my brother told me uh, not long ago, and he said, we knew that you stayed in a change room, but we knew that you loved the game, so we didn't want to um, uh, to, 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 to extract you from what you love. And oh, wow. We just, we just left you, let you do what you do, because we, we felt that if it was really a problem, you would have told us. But I, looking back now, I realize that's probably one of my lows. Mm. Mm. The highest high? The highest high, obviously. Um, Leaving the I'd... change room. <laughs> 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 well, that was inevitable, to be honest with you. So, uh, uh, I wouldn't call that a high. I think um, I've got two highs, um, uh, maybe three, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, the first one was when I made my debut uh, mm-hmm. for the Titans. And I, I took a fifer on my debut uh, for the Titans. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably a high for me. Um, and the next high was um, um, when I got appointed um, assistant coach to, to, to Rob Walters mm-hmm. and, and Ray Jennings in two days um, wow. to go help him out uh, in 2014 with under-19s and, and obviously being appointed um, uh, the assistant coach of the Titans mm-hmm. in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all those calls happened in two days. Uh, so I thought God was smiling <laughs> on me at the time. And then obviously now being appointed the head coach of the yeah. Titans. Yeah. That's, that's definitely one of my eyes. You have an amazing story to tell. Uh, and we could chat the whole day. But um, I want to know, before I let you go, I'm going to ask you a little bit about uh, COVID as well. But how did Mother's Day start in the Mashimbi household today? Um, a bit lazy from my side, to be honest. There was no uh, breakfast just, in bed? No, no. Eventually there was. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was about to my, say, it's not too late, you know? <laughs> my daughter, my seven-year-old daughter came into the room and she whispered like, yeah, we need to get something for mommy. Uh-huh. Remember, we need to make breakfast. And mommy is sleeping next to me. <laughs> and she's like, she didn't hear anything. Yeah. Well, she played as if she didn't hear mm-hmm. anything. So, so I let her go and I stayed in bed. And then an hour later, I decided to get up. When I get up, and I'm like, Oof, I'll look at the time because she had to uh, attend the church meeting at half uh, past nine. Mm-hmm. So I had to, to get to the, in the kitchen and, and, and do what I do best, uh-huh. uh, which is to cook at the moment. And then I made a breakfast, and I, yeah, it was breakfast in bed. And then obviously we did everything. So I went shopping. She got onto a meeting, and I started cooking uh, uh, Mother's Day lunch for us. And yeah, it was, it was great success. It was, yeah, it was good. Good, good, good. Good, <laughs> good, good. Uh, it started off well. I mean, what has this lockdown afforded you? Um, and what is, in the 45 days that we have been in a lockdown, what has been a memory that you will cherish for a long time? Jeez, um, so many, um, so many things, to be honest with you. Um, as a person that's uh, always on the road, um, traveling, playing matches and stuff like that. I don't get much time to spend with the family. Mm. It's always a high. Are you guys doing? Are you safe? You're fine. Tomorrow I go again. And uh, 
You know, that's been the story for the last few years in the machines where I wrote. But um, I think uh, what uh, COVID has afforded me is, is the fact that I could spend more time with my family. Um, whatever it is that we probably didn't experience um, at times before COVID, now we, we, we're making up for it. Um, so, I mean, my fitness, I'm, I'm running. Uh, I've, I just broke my two-year record the other day. I, I ran uh, almost nine Ks, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen in a lot of years. Uh, probably around five. But, and the knees uh, are still okay? I'm just running with them. Uh, I think uh, I just, uh, my mind is running. My knees are just following at the moment, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> um, yeah, they're quite sore, but, you know, uh, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, and then I've got a bike in the garage, Um so I get on that some days, um, and then obviously, like I said, it just—I think the biggest one is to is to get that camaraderie going in the in the, in the household and, mm-hmm. and, and and make it more of a home. Um, to be honest with you, and and I'm enjoying every moment I'm spending. And we've got a newborn as well, so oh, wow. it gives me more time to actually spend. He's, he's, I think it's six months. It oh, six months Last week, yeah. Congrats. So yeah, and, uh, so that gives me more time to spend time with him. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of things. Uh, there's a lot of things I can mention because I don't necessarily see um, COVID-19 as a negative. To be honest with mm, you, mm. Um, it's also what it's doing is that it's breaking a lot of walls in people uh, in things that they thought it was the right thing or this is how we should do things. All of a sudden, you're not afforded the opportunity to do those things. Now all of a sudden, you have to find new ways and new mm. things to do. Mm. Um, and 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 what what it does is it pushes you to doing the right things. Yeah, it definitely. It's been a pleasure chatting, Mandla. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your time with us on this uh, Sunday afternoon. We appreciate you and everything of the best going forward. Thanks, Rami. Thanks to the listeners as well. Thank you, Mandla Mashimbi, the Titans coach, just spending some time with us. I mean, sharing, chatting, uh, giving us his view. Libra, you asked a, a, a very important question, and I hope that he answered it to you to the best of his ability. But it's nice. I think in the two days, uh, yesterday our MVP was coach Owen Dagama. Today it's coach Mandla Mashimbi. And when I asked him as to the people in their team that they go out and source, both of them answered by saying they're looking for good people, you know, good-natured people, good people at the core of who they are. And I think that that's something very special and different, I guess. You're not looking for robots or mean machines to kind of churn out the results, but you're looking for good people uh, to work with, to be a part of a team collective in order to take it forward. So, and a big thank you to everybody who's reached out. I know we didn't get to all the questions and absolutely all the phone uh, uh, um, questions, uh, phone callers. Um, with the questions. Some of them answered already, but thank you for your participation here on uh, the show.